Are you a wizard? Or perhaps a superstar? All right, let me back up. Podcasts are a lot of work. Even for the most engaged, most enthusiastic, evangelistic, expert type hosts. Even when you have a long list of guests who are willing and able to be part of your show. Even when you have an effective and efficient process. It all takes time and work and the right tools and technology and dedication to making it great. It also takes the right people in the right roles to make it all happen. So what's the secret to making a really great show run smoothly? A wizard. Someone behind the curtain while your host is behind the mic. Someone who manages guests, focuses on distribution and promotion of the show, oversees the whole podcast production process and promotion. They direct traffic, so to speak. It also takes a superstar of a host. Someone who really knows the space, who really knows the guests and can, therefore, guide really interesting conversations naturally. So I'll ask again. Who's the wizard behind your podcast? And who's the superstar host? I'm Lindsay Chepkema, CEO and co-founder of Casted, the first and only podcasting platform created specifically for B2B marketers. And this is our podcast. Product Love is a popular podcast among folks in the product community, including the product team here at Casted. The superstar behind that show's mic, Eric Bodek, co-founder and chief evangelist at Pendo. He knows the subject matter, community, and guest list better than anyone. And as you'll hear, he's got a wizard on his team making the magic happen to keep the show running smoothly. My name is Eric Bodek. I'm the one of the founders and the chief evangelist at, at Pendo. Thank you so much for being on the show, Eric. I'm really excited to hear your behind the mic story. <laughs> so, absolutely. This should be fun. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me a little bit about how you became a podcast host. I mean, you're a founder. You've got a lot going on. How did podcasts get landed on your plate? Sure, sure. So, I mean... One of the big pushes for me was to kind of become more external, to do more work around community and best practices and making sure uh, the craft of product management as a whole was elevated. Um, so as I was taking on that role, I thought podcasting would be a great thing to experiment with to reach the product management community. Um, and we really wanted to focus on kind of authentic conversations with product leaders and authors in the space and kind of give them a, a voice uh, let them tell their story and deliver that message out to the product management community as a whole with the goal of, you know, spurring some thinking, some some planning, some new ways of doing things that would help them elevate their craft. Yeah. Okay. So how how did that end up being something that you ended up being a host of as opposed, I mean, what, did it always seem like this was, this would be you or did it ever occur to you? Was there anybody else that, that this might've landed with or was it always you? Yeah, no, as, as soon as I kind of, as soon as I took on this role of chief evangelist, right. And, and building out that community and that thought leadership position, um, it, it was a natural kind of extension 
extension of, of what I was doing, right? In addition to speaking at different events and representing Pendo at different events and, and helping push out best practices for product management that we've seen based upon, you know, both our personal experiences and experiences we've had with clients, it seemed like a natural extension of that from a distribution standpoint would be creating a podcast. And we decided to go start in the first direction with the podcast of, you know, just taking the great content that's out there uh, already in the community, these great people that have a lot to say about product management and giving them a voice via podcasting. Yeah, no, I love that. I mean, going right to the source and just having great conversations and turning it into great content. So tell me a little bit about what that looked like when, so you had the idea, you know, this is the thing you wanted to do. It made sense for you, for the role that you play at Pendo. How did it come together? I mean, what, what was, what was step one, two, and three? <laughs> you know, it, it's funny you mentioned that because I had never done a podcast before. I had been on a couple, but you, you know, you kind of show up, you know, what questions you're going to be asked sometimes, uh, and you just, you know, talk, right? Uh, so I had never been, you know, thought of or even looked at doing one from the other side, right? From, you know, doing, being the interviewer. Uh, and what technology, what the stack looked like. And I was a little disappointed, to be honest. There isn't, there wasn't, and I guess there's starting to be now, more technology, but it felt like, wow, this is all there is. This is my options that are out there. It didn't really seem really geared to B2B podcasts. It seemed like the attribution and reporting and, and feedback mechanisms were really, uh, you know, uh, maybe antiquated or insufficient, right? So it, it seemed like, oh, it's a cool thing to do. You can get the viewers. But as far as the technology behind it, it seemed rather limited. It was like, hey, you know, do this, sign up for one of these, you know, hosting providers, buy yourself a Yeti microphone, you know, and you're good to go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it sounds good. So here you are, you're, you're piecing together the different tech solutions to create a show. What was it just you? Did you have outside help? Was there anybody, any sort of team internally, externally? How did you, how'd you put it together? Yeah, so first it was just me, and because I'm, I was relatively well-networked in kind of the product management space, I just reached out first to people I knew. Like my first guest, I, I think, was Dan Olson, uh, who I, I had met before kind of through industry events, um, and then Nir Eyal, uh, who had, had written Hooked, right? We were introduced, and he did some work uh, that I was familiar with, so, you know, he, he made a natural, I think he was the second guest, and so we started just adding people from there. Uh, uh, but I had a good group of people that I knew uh, through my experiences at Pendo that I could leverage as early guests. Uh, and, then it, and so that became the basis. And then it just became a little bit of a, a logistical nightmare, just organizing everything, right? Uh, you underestimate kind of the back end side of things of just getting things scheduled, getting things edited, getting things published. And with Product Love, which is the name of the podcast that we do for product managers, uh, it's pretty simple. I mean, it's this it's simple interview process. Uh, but at the same time, even though it is simple and it's not extremely edited, it's pretty raw, uh, there's still a lot of work on the back end, you know, to get this consistently delivered on a week over week basis. Yeah, no, absolutely. So tell me more about that. I mean, again, going back to the fact that you are a founder, you are an executive at a fast growing, successful company, and you've got a lot going on and podcasts are not they're not something you can just do. It, it takes a lot of work. So what is that? How in the world for, for people who are listening who are in a similar situation, how does that fit in? Like, like actually logistically, how does that fit into your day, your week, your month? Yeah. So, I mean, we, we started by just keeping it simple. We were doing, I think we started as with the idea of doing one a month and then one every two weeks. And then 
we decided that a regular weekly cadence was the best. So we publish, you know, Product Love publishes every Wednesday morning. Uh, and we've all, you know, we keep it pretty simple. I mean, there's minimal editing. Like, I'll have a guest, we'll, we'll go through a series of questions and we'll, you know, go, <laughs> we'll use that script or, you know, this, the, the question script as a loose guideline of what we're going to cover, but we'll often take it based upon where the conversation goes. And it's a lot easier for me because I'm a product person at, at heart, even if I'm not running product currently at Pendo, but all four of our, the founders here had product experience. We all had run products before. Um, so we're all product people. And, you know, as an interviewer, interviewing product people and product leaders, it's, it's a lot easier, I think, for me to do, given that I understand their areas of pain. I understand what's important about the conversation, I think, and I can guide that to things that I think will be very interesting to, the, to our listeners. Uh, so I think that makes it easier. And then we don't really overly produce it. I mean, as far as editing, you know, we go through and we try to clean up some of the audio. If someone wants to, like, re-answer something or didn't like what they said, we'll just edit that out. We try to remove their ums and ahs. It's not like, you know, a Masters of Scale or something like that where there's, you know, a team of like 12 running a podcast. You know, it's myself, it's it's Natalie uh, who handles all the logistic publishing, social and everything around that. And then it's uh, an external audio editor we use uh, that's just going through and just cleaning up the audio to make it sound as good as possible. Um, now, Natalie was like a life-changing event, right? There's no way I could publish on a weekly basis without Natalie being here. Uh, no way I could do a good job promoting it without her being here. So she takes a lot of that off my plate. She handles all the logistics, the scheduling, the back and forth with the guests. She runs like, she'll, she'll put together our first draft of, you know, questions and script that we're going to take the, take it in. She'll, she'll write and uh, put together a first draft of kind of, you know, my intro. And she actually writes the little write up that we publish along with the podcast of just an overview. So without her doing this, without her helping out on the team, you know, things would, things would be a lot, lot harder for me, but she's been, she's just been a great boon to the podcast. And, and the reason we're able to publish once a week, um, you know, with everything else going on. Awesome. Well, shout out to Natalie. <laughs> That's shout amazing. Shout out to Natalie. You know, a lot of people that might be listening are, and, and I get asked all the time, like, what does this look like? What, what do I need? What, is, what does my team need to look like? And I think that that's, that's a really great structure is to have you as the host and you know, evangelist, that's your role. And I think that that's a role that a lot of um, podcast hosts at, for branded podcasts play. And then to have somebody who is that superstar behind the scenes, because guest management takes a lot of time um, doing the research with the for and about the guest um, ahead of time, rescheduling quite often, and just doing all of those logistical things. I think it really is important, whether it's someone internal or external, that's doing all that behind the scenes stuff. Because if, as the host, if you try to take that all on, especially if you're someone like you or like me or a lot of other hosts that have a lot of other things going on, it can become overwhelming really quickly. So what how would you translate that to advice for others who might be looking to set up their team um, for a podcast at a, at a, from a yeah, brand I would say, I mean, unless you're, unless you're doing it full time or close to full time, it's definitely great, you know, having a guest manager and, and someone that handles, you know, helps out with distribution like Natalie does, right. With the social and the promotion and et cetera. Um, I think, you know, we could probably do a lot better. Like it's, it's an asset inside product craft, which is uh, a digital magazine for product managers, right. That, that Pendo, um, sponsors puts together. 
Uh, but we could probably take it in and give it its own external presence and we'd probably get a lot more traffic than we do today. Uh, but just having Natalie here and a person like that in general around to do that guest management to help with the, the distribution and the promotion uh, and to oversee kind of the whole process, uh, super helpful. Um, but it really just comes down to a person's time. And when, when I was doing this, you know, on a monthly basis, it wasn't really a big deal. If I was publishing one a month or even two a month, it was, it was manageable. Uh, as it moved forward, it, you know, trying to do it on a weekly basis, it became unmanageable without her as an asset. And then having a good audio engineer that makes the sound quality as good as you can. And one of the things I always struggle with is decisions around, you know, doing them over Zoom, like we're doing this one today, or trying to do ones in person, right? And the ones in person, I think, end up coming out a little bit better. Uh, but it's just, you know, with limited budgets, like a lot of us have in order to do podcasting, uh, it, you know, it's hard to either fly guests in or fly out uh, in order to, you know, to record podcasts. So, you know, there's, there's trade-offs. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's important to note too, that that's a different um, technical setup too. I mean, that's, you go from one mic to two mics, you go from a room that's fine for just one person to one that can seat two, three, four people. Um, going back to something else you said that I think is also really important for people who are thinking about creating a show. And that is aligning the host with something that naturally aligns with their subject matter expertise. I mean, you are, as you mentioned, your background is product. So you're, you're the host of a product podcast, right? So that makes perfect sense. The question, the dialogue, the conversation is something that would come naturally to you over lunch, over coffee, over drinks anyway. Um, whereas you take someone who just happens to be the face of the brand or the natural forefront, you know, front person, and you put them on a podcast just because they're the front person doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to come naturally. So tell me a little bit about your thoughts on that and aligning the host with the subject matter of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, I mean, that's a very good point. Now I, I think like for me, it's a lot easier to interview product people because I get them right. Uh, if I was interviewing say, uh, you know, someone in biotech that's creating new cancer drugs, right? I don't get, I get the high level of that, but I don't get the details of that because I've never been involved in that space. And for me to then do a better job of interviewing them, I have to do a lot more research, right? So one of the great benefits uh, of me interviewing product people is that the level of research I have to do is, is still there. Like you want to be knowledgeable what, about what the person likes to talk about, where their passion lies, all those kinds of things. So research is important and I think often neglected in general by interviewers, uh, not just on podcasts, quite often on things like fireside chats and panels at speaker conferences and I can go on a 20 minute rant there, but generally interviewers do a shitty job. Um, and it just comes down to not doing the research and the preparation. Now, if you know the domain space, the research and preparation is a, is a much easier process than if you don't, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and, in, and often, uh, if you're not prepared and you don't know the domain space, you know, the interview, whether it's a podcast or a fireside chat or a panel, is not going to come off very well where you can, you know, you can wing it a little bit more if you really know the underlying domain space. But I, I think if you want to be a good podcaster or you want to be a good interviewer in general, you know, research, 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 be prepared. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. 100%. Because it comes through. It, it's You can hear it in the episode. Anyone who listens to it can hear it, whether it's, you know, canned questions that you're jumping in between meetings or if it's something that you, you know, looked into ahead of time and, and you're passionate about and you're excited about and you can, you can hear it. Yeah, yeah. I just wish more of these speaker organizers took that. You know, you we all go to, I think podcasters do a better job, but you often go to conferences and it's like, oh, you know, you you have this great panel and then they ask such horrible questions. Yeah, uh, and you're like interviewing's an art. Like just yeah, just put someone up there to host the moderate a panel because they're you know VP of of something at a business people know if they don't prep, you know they're just going to do a horrible job and it's not good for the audience. It's kind of like you take something that could be amazing, you make it blah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're so right because we've all been there. We've all sat at an event and or, or anything, and it's you can tell it's the person who by title is up on stage, not like I would much rather have someone that, that no one knows who's really, really great at moderating that panel or, or conducting that interview than the person who I recognize. Yeah, I think so as a, as a consumer, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, okay, so tell me, um, how has being a podcast host, among everything else you're doing, how has it impacted you? Um, kind of behind the scenes and um, from a personal brand standpoint, what what has it, what's it done for you? Um, you know, from a personal standpoint, let me answer that first. I get to meet some great people. And, you know, I, I wish I d- did better keeping in touch with a lot of them. There's just a lot. Um, but I do, keep, I do try to keep in touch with people. Like you just meet really interesting people doing really interesting things. Like we published one a, a couple of weeks ago with uh, Benjamin Evans uh, from Airbnb who does inclusive design, right? And he's just an amazing guy to talk to, right? And so I get to meet these really cool people, whether it's people like me or Dan Olson, who I mentioned before, people like Benjamin or, you know, I have an upcoming one that I'm looking forward to with Scott Belsky from Adobe, right? There, There's a bunch of, of great people and great stories you get to hear that I think that exposure has been really interesting and, and invigorating for me personally, just meeting some really good people that are really passionate about, in my case, product management, uh, which is a passion area of mine too. So it, from that standpoint, personally, it's been great from that aspect, you know, just, just the quality of guests that we've been able to connect with the quality of conversations we've been able to have, uh, and, you know, the things I've taken away and learned from it has been awesome. And then I think it's just great as a give back to the community more than anything else. Part of, you know, the reason Pendo was born to solve problems that we had as product managers, as product leaders, right? We wanted to help elevate the craft of product management. We wanted to give them a real tech stack that was built for them. Uh, so that was the reason we started the company. And when you think about it, product craft as a whole and product well, Love as a podcast are really just about giving back to the community, trying to connect them with great ideas, with things to think about or implement in, in their own company, and you know just ways that they can improve, you know, their craft, their capabilities. Uh, and so the podcast is really an opportunity, I think, to do that from a you know professional and brand standpoint. Just love to be able to give back to the community. I think the community of product managers has been great to me personally and great to Pendo. And this is a way that hopefully we're creating valuable content that helps those in the community. 
Yeah. And I, I am so glad that you said that because that's hugely important. I think, especially um, when you're when you're doing a branded podcast um, on behalf of your company and it really truly is content marketing, it it's so easy to fall into the trap or, or accidentally misstep and tell people what you want them to hear, not give them what what they want to know, right? And coming at it from that perspective that you just talked through of giving back and giving, serving your audience, truly. That is a perspective that is forgotten um, quite often. Well, anything else, any other takeaways that you would leave our audience with, uh, whether they have a podcast or are considering one, what's something or a couple of things that you feel like people should know before they jump in? So what should people know? I, I mean, it, I think you want to commit to do If you're going to do it, you should commit to doing it. Um, it's like anything else, like blogging or writing. You know, you need to commit to doing it. Uh, and know that it's going to take part of your time and know that if you want it to be good, you know, whether you have a ton of money that you can push behind distribution uh, or whether you have none, uh, if you want it to be good, real content that, that people like, you know, you need to put the time in. You need to put the time in on the research. You need to put the time in, you know, with the guests. You just need to put the time in to do it right. You need to make sure you, you have that that steady cadence and schedule. And if you're willing to do that, I mean, in, in, in Product Love's case, you know, we, we've, we've not put in money to distribution at all. Most of our growth comes from word of mouth, from other product managers being like, oh, you should check this out. You should listen to this podcast. This podcast is, you know, I found interesting. And, and that's great. Uh, I, I'm glad people enjoy it. I'm, I'm glad they're getting value out of it. I'm glad they're telling their friends about it, right? So even if you don't have the money to put into it, I would say you can build and do something if you're delivering good content. that's it for today's show. Thank you so much to today's guest. And to learn more about them and see Casted in action with clips of today's show and related content, visit casted.us. Thanks so much for listening.